Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Unadulterated with Phil <laughs> and DJ. Can't even get a normal intro in. All right. Don't look at me. Well, how are you doing this week, Phil? How's, how's life treating you? How you feeling? <laughs> I don't want to talk, dude. I'm having a bad day. All right, well, do you want to start on a topic then? No. Get right into it? No. Well, you got to. If you want to make this work, you got to get past life's going to suck at days. You still got to get through it. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. How is it that every time we turn on the camera, you're not ready to go? My head's just in a million different places. I don't know. But let's see. Um... Well, no, I just showed you a South Park video. What do you think about that? So, well, tell me this. Okay, so I showed you South Park video. If you're not aware about the South Park video, they had like a little quarantine COVID special, right? South Park, as crazy as it is, has really good political commentary. Um, my favorite, I forget what the hell they called it, but it, they built like some super gentrified Whole Foods um, society and really cool because if you live in the like metro atlanta area like it's all like the outdoor workshop play live areas and it's like they talked about and broke that down like six seven years ago so to see that and then see it happen in real life hilarious but for their covid special they had cartman start coughing on stan and then one of the cops was in the classroom and the cop and the teacher shot Token. Token's the one black guy in South Park. <laughs> and they're like, we got him, but it's like, okay, so like we're going to shoot the one black person that's not doing anything completely innocent and then was really going on, we're not going to pay attention to because COVID's not real. Mm. But, so aside from that, right, this just got aired. This morning, HBO put out an announcement saying that they're pulling some episodes of Boondocks off because of... For what? Um, that used to be my show. Cultural some shit. Like, it was too aggressive, if that makes sense. Or it was it was too... Um, like, cultural representation. But but the the conversation I was seeing online was like, well, why would you pull the boondocks? Because, like, it's political commentary, but you have Quagmire, who's a pedophile, mm. and, like, a rapist, and, like, the old whistling dude on Family Guy. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons can kind of do whatever. And, like, these, these are jokes made... In bad taste, with no commentary. So why would you pull what is commentary? It's like, oh, got it, because they're black, <laughs> and then they're pointing the finger at the white people, opposed to the white people pointing the finger at whoever they want to make fun of at their expense. Boondocks was my show, though. Like, what? Yeah. What? What? What is too aggressive about what they portray in the Boondocks? I mean, I guess it's too real. Um, let me look it up. Because, I mean, I guess anything's going to be over-dramatized and over-exaggerated for a show. But the boondocks, I think, always accurately, with comedy obviously added in there, but accurately depicted society and life. Of course, it was over-embellished. But I don't think that it was a lie or that it was a disservice. So... To say that it was too aggressive, I don't know. So it's that sounds like 
calling someone an angry black woman or an aggressive black man because it's too much to handle. It says they, uh, due to cultural representation, they banned the story of Jimmy Rebel permanently due to cultural sensitivities. And it's talking about Uncle Ruckus, who's like the black dude that, you know, loves white people, da 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 da. Hates black people, hates his own race, yeah. Yeah, and it's... It's like the, the Candace Owens of the Boondocks. Yeah, and it's that that's the episode where Ruckus discovers that he's black. <laughs> and apparently that was just banned from HBO, so I'm not too sure why, because that seems like it would be a really good episode in times like this. But, hey, YouTube probably got it on Reddit or something. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I I, I think... I have them, the season one and season two on on DVD somewhere. Not that I even have a DVD player anymore, but you can play it on a PlayStation. This is true. This I learned. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't. I don't understand why they would. I mean, I guess that was one of my questions actually that I had today. I guess kind of hmm. about cancel culture and whether or not you thought cancel culture was a real thing, um, and do you think it's a good or bad thing, and does it actually work? It was in a different context that I was going to ask, but this is kind of, I mean, is this cancel culture, quote unquote, because they're taking yeah. something that they think is offensive and they're saying, we're going to take this off of air. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much as close as you can get to canceling something, but the show wasn't canceled or completely yeah. pulled off the air. So it's just an episode that's being canceled. Yeah, so just one episode. That's not as extreme. Like does can like, so does cancel culture exist? Yes. Does it do anything? I don't know. Because, so, like, you can be mad and get your tweets off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so Tori had shot Meg, what, three, four, like, two months ago? I don't know. <laughs> but his album was number one first week. Right. And they just got him all the way the hell out of here. Right. So, like, I, I can cancel somebody, but then I just gave you all this free publicity from canceling you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what does canceling even do? Well, that was my question. Does cancel culture truly... I think it exists and it works, but it only works for certain people. It doesn't work for nobody. Cancel culture... Well, hold on. Cancel culture... No. If you're... No. What do you mean it doesn't work for nobody? Because, look, even if I cancel you, right? Mm -hmm. I can can bang on my chest. Oh, man. You know, DJ, you know, fuck him. He's a dickhead. Da-da-da-da. This is how I feel about DJ. Well, guess what? I will have a following behind me that says, yeah, we got to get DJ out of here. You know, he's not fit to do anything. Why you always come for me in these examples? Last week it was about singing, though. You're like, sitting why? in front of me. I mean, but dang, why I got to be the one? Okay, yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, then you would have your whole people who would ride for you and say, well, who, who are you even to say that about DJ? You don't even know that he's this, he's this, he's this, he's this. And if he did one thing, well, that doesn't define who he is for everything, so... Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> Getting FaceTimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you always want to make sure that you hit do not disturb. Yeah, hit the airplane mode. Airplane. <laughs> but yeah, if as hard as I can go to get you out of here, there will people that play devil's advocate, which you know you like to do. I do. And then you can play devil's advocate long enough where it's like, well, actually, I do believe this. Mm. So... And some people don't like people having a platform. True. So if I'm using my platform to cancel you, I think there's people that are just against that in general that would fight for you 
just off the principle. Well, my whole, I agree. I mean, my whole thing, I hear a lot of people these days complaining about cancel culture and saying cancel, 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 cancel culture is bad and it's horrible and stuff like that. But I think that cancel culture exists and doesn't exist depending on who you are and what spaces you yourself exist in. For example, Tory Lanez, people can try to cancel him all they want, but as long as you are financially beneficial to someone, Correct. you cannot truly be canceled. Like if you look at all the different... Wait, what do you mean by that? Okay, so listen. So if, who, if who's listen, financially right. beneficial in this scenario? So I'm not talking about people on our level. I'm talking about no, 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 I'm celebrities, saying, no, no. politicians, need, whatever. Correct. They can be canceled. Well, hold on. Let me get my thought out. No, no, but to the point you said, I want to make sure I follow. Well, I haven't said anything yet but for you, you said, to follow. You said financially beneficial. Beneficial I'm, to whom? Let me get my thought out so you can hear what I'm trying to say. Okay, <laughs> but I'm trying to make sure I follow. I'm trying to explain. You got to let me explain before you try to, before asking for clarification. So you have to be financially beneficial in order to not be canceled, meaning that you have to be of worth to whatever entity owns you or that you are representing. So when you look at famous people, like how many times have people in the, the beauty industry or YouTube business or whatever been quote unquote canceled for racist things that they've said in the past or for things that they've done? You can take Jeffree Star, you can take Sean, uh, Shane Dawson, um, James Charles, that's just three that came up. Tana Mojo. Like the list goes on and on of these people that get canceled. But because they have a financial, people have financial investment in them. So yeah, they might lose some brand deals from stores or whatever is endorsing them. But the entity of Jeffree Star or Shane Dawson or Tana Mojo is not canceled because the people that are backing them financially say, no. We will decide when they are canceled. Got when it. we decide that they no longer have any financial benefit to us, then that's when we will work to destroy their career. You're talking about the machine pushing them. Yes. That's what I've been trying to figure out. So that's what I'm saying. Cancel culture only works mm. on certain people and in no. certain situations. What do you mean, no? I just gave you an example. Yeah, but you, no. You, no, but look, we can we can say, oh, we're going to cancel Tana Mojo because of this, or we're going to cancel sure. Jeffree Star because they said some racist stuff. But it doesn't matter how much tweeting we do about it, how much we talk sure. about it on Facebook, we might... Can't, okay, so the loud thousand people, as uh, as told by Kenya, said on YouTube, so you have a loud thousand people on Twitter who are over here barking, saying, we're canceling so-and-so. Okay, so they lose one brand deal or something. You might not see them in the public eye for a month or something while things cool down. But then those that machine that's behind them comes back and says, yeah, sorry, we're not canceling them. They're bringing us in too much revenue. Correct. So... We'll find something, some some other way to distract you. Let's put out a new product with them or something. We'll get them on camera or on podcast or something and give some little half bootied uh, apology. And then those that accept it, accept it and move on. Those that don't accept it, you got to move on too because we're going to keep pushing this person in your face regardless. But that's the point of canceling. Like, I'm not canceling you to say, hey, I don't like you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I, I can't cancel you. Like you DJ personally, because like platform isn't large enough to cancel. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. If I was like, you know what, I don't like Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he's grimy. A B C and D. Try to cancel Jeff Bezos. Who me? Yeah. Well, I'm saying anybody. Try and cancel him. Okay. So, but how would you? 
how would you be able to work around and affect his pockets? You know, like that's a whole different realm of a fight. Mm-hmm. But if I was like, you know what? I really don't like, mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't like the NFL, right? Which is a, that's a pretty big fight, but I think you can work through it. You would have to create a, create an argument and then find a way to affect. Mm, actually, let's do the NBA. NBA is probably better right now. So the NBA and the bubble, they have Black Lives Matter on the floor, you know, whatever, whatever. They have the Black Lives Matter jerseys. But the owners are donating exponentially more to Republican parties, to the Republican Party Republican candidates. They're not supporting the cause and movements that the players are trying to create. That being said, right, you already have a way in to kind of create that divide and create a large enough argument to take down a large enough entity. Does that make sense? Okay. So the way you could get into the NBA and cancel something at that degree is saying, well, like you said, what's pushing the machine? Is it the machine or is it talent? Mm-hmm. So if I can go in and, you know, you talk to the MBPA, which is National Basketball Players Association, and you say, okay, um, you know, owners of the league, you know, Adam Silver, why are y'all donating to the GOP? Why are y'all donating to the NRA? Why are y'all doing X, Y, and Z? Because this is a predominantly black league. You make money hand over fist off of our sweat. Mm -hmm. At least, like, what you do behind closed doors is what you do behind closed doors, but at least give an explanation for why you say this in public, but do this in private. Cool, you don't want to do that? We're not playing. Period. Okay, well now, I'm hitting your pockets. Not only am I hitting your pockets, but like, you don't have the money to do what you were trying to do behind my back. Mm-hmm. So that the the machine that was funding me, I took the wheels out from underneath it. So that means, am I the machine or are they the machine? Because the machine can't move without the wheels. If if I'm if I'm the horse pulling the carriage, is it the carriage doing the work or is it the horse doing everything? Yeah, you see what I'm saying. But in your example, you have two entities that have a lot of power. No. Yeah. So the players don't have any power. The players have power, but you have to realize if you can... The players don't have as much power as the people, the machine at top, obviously. No, but okay, even in your Jeffree Star scenario. Hold on. Let's stay on yours for a second. Because the players can affect the pockets. You and I, it would take us 10 times as long, 50 times as long... And 50 times as much as effort to affect the pockets because the players can all band together and say, all right, we're not going to play. That's going to hit them in the pockets. Yeah. But what are we going to say? Okay, we're not going to go and watch basketball. So that's going to affect their ticket sales. But that's two people. So then we got to get 5,000 other people to exactly do the exact same thing that we're doing in order to hit the pockets. And honestly, I don't think that 5,000 people not going to one game is going to hurt their pockets as much as the players not playing in one game. So I'm saying you have to have a certain level of of power in order to affect I don't know. the situation. I think not going to games. I understand what you're saying. So like I agree to that. To that point, if anybody wants to protest sports, right? I like sports, so I'm not saying you should go do this, but devil's advocate and these are all very valid points, but I really miss going to sporting events. Fair enough. 
COVID is messing up sports revenue. Mm-hmm. If people decide decide to, hmm, this isn't adding up with my moral beliefs, and you know what? If we are realizing we can take a stand as people with our dollar, I'm taking the stand right here. And if enough people do it, everything's at limited capacity. For how long? When things open up, I don't think anything's going to open up all the way if things open up anytime soon. True. So if you open things up and now you're expecting, oh, well, I need, well, not I need, but I'm banking on, you know, 40% of last year's sales, but you get 10%, 15, 20%. Well, you're getting 40% of last year. You're already supposed to net more than the year before because that's growth. But now you're taking a loss and now you're taking a bigger loss than you wanted to. Okay, now you need to look in the mirror. What do I need to do different? Because it seems like they are kind of serious about it this time. Sure. I can't just, you know, give them the same song and dance. Because I'm already behind the eight ball. I feel like we have the power right now. I feel like right now our dollar speaks more than it ever has. Well, it does because we're in an extreme situation that we're not in on a daily basis. So, yes, right now our dollar is more influential than maybe it would have been a year ago. Because yep. everybody is at their wits in. Everybody is tired of being cooped up at home. Everybody is ready to get back out to go to concerts, to go to sporting events, to go shopping at the mall where you're not having to wear masks or, you know, wash your hands. I mean, you need to be washing a little nasty hands anyway. Yes. But, you know, where you're not having to use hand sanitizer before you go into a store, before you use the pen at a bank and things like that. Um and because all this stuff is happening at the same time, along with race relations, and it's just, it's a lot piling up. So yes, I do agree that we have more influence and power right now than we normally would. But that's what I'm saying when it comes to cancel culture. Okay, so in the in the hypothetical situation of saying that things open back up and you have a choice of whether you're going to go and support it with your dollar, yes. But when we're talking about something that's not a sports machine. Sure. So... But we still have the power right now. Right. Because... Everything is backed by a machine, no matter right. how big and how small. So take Tory Lanez and Meg. So how do you... People canceled him. Sure. Because they were on Meg's side and, you know, feeling bad. But then, like you said, he's got the highest record sales. But cancel culture streams. is free publicity. Okay. And his... So you're saying that you can legitimately be canceled, but because of being canceled, that can also boost you back up. Yeah, you're still trending. Any publicity, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see that. So if I'm number one, that goes back to my question. Does, does cancel culture actually work? If it exists, does it work? No. (laughs) Like you can be mad at somebody. Yo, how long were people mad at Doja Cat for doing what she was doing in the, uh, white supremacist chat rooms? But everybody loves listening to the Say So song and doing a dance. You're right. That's crazy. Like, you see what I'm saying? So like, you can Well, be when mad. it comes to entertainment, people forget real quick. Because, I mean, you no, look back at, you no, look at check this out. R. Kelly. No. People, people were struggling forget. with R. Kelly. You think people forget or people just don't care because they no. try to separate the artist from their actions? No. They're like, I'm mad about this, right? But empathy is lost I don't know if empathy's lost in the world or America or just this time period, but it's like, like, do we just forget? Like, people are doing sick stuff, mm-hmm. like real sicko stuff, <laughs> and it's like, oh well, let me just go about my life. I'm gonna do this, and you know what? Yeah, that person's a fucking weirdo, but 
I'm going to throw their album on. Or like, oh, you know what? I, I think this person's crazy, but I'm watching this movie. Why? Mm. Why, though? I love Space Jam. I don't listen to the soundtrack anymore. First CD I ever got was Space Jam CD, signed by R. Kelly. I had to toss it. Mm. But that's when that 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 goes to your own personal morals and stuff, and whether but or not whether or not you choose to exercise. I, I agree, and whether or not you choose to exercise what you speak, or if you just want to speak talk a big game, but not actually walk the walk. Because it's really easy to talk the talk and say, "Oh, R. Kelly is bad. We're not going to listen to his stuff." But then, like you said, you get in your car. And you roll your windows up so nobody next to you can hear you. But then next thing you know, you bump in, you know, in the closet or trapped in the closet. Trapped in yeah. the closet or... Part twenty one through four. Like I get it. <laughs> and guess what? The movie's <laughs> funny because the little midget pop out. Like I, I love that movie. I think it's hilarious. I can't watch it no more. Okay, so you're someone who is walking I, the walk. I know, and not just talking the talk. I get it because guess what? When they threw him in jail, hilarious. Get him the hell out of here. He's sick. He's sick. If he had my niece trapped up in... No. Like, that's what you got to think about. Yeah. Like, okay, Tory Lanez, right? Album he dropped earlier this year. Probably, it was my album of the year candidate. Hands down. And then I thought, like... Like, hey, any of my friends, my girl, Mm. like, dude, anybody. Like, you got drunk so you shot this chick? Mm. Can't tell you how many times I've been drunk. Never thought about shooting somebody. So, like, why would I want to support you? And then you're going to say, well, my explanation is explained on my new album. That's sicko. Like, like you're, you're trying to boost album sales. Like, they're, you're morally incorrect and you're using this to Absolutely. your advantage. Well, part of that, I think also this whole situation between Tori and Meg also has to do with the fact that she's a black woman. And the yeah. way that black women are treated. Here we go. Yeah, I Here mean, I, I think honestly, if this had happened to a white woman, look, it would happen at Kylie Jenner's house. Do this whole scenario, Kylie gets shot, completely different outcome. I'm not even saying who got shot. No, I'm, I'm just not. Saying, I'm just saying the way that the world reacts to, to stuff. Kylie, oh, it's a different world. Absolutely, it is, and I think that's a, a really. I mean, it's a sad thing that black women yet again have just been. The tossaways and oh well that's sad that you got shot in your foot you know but you'll be all right I'm still gonna bump his music because I rocked with him before and I'm gonna rock with him after. But like you said, had it happened to Kylie Jenner, mm-hmm. this would have I mean he would have been in jail. He would have been under the jail. Yup. <laughs> he yeah his music would have been stripped. Like it, it wouldn't have been like oh well, I want to listen to it. They would have taken his stuff off of. All yeah. streaming platforms. You wouldn't have been able to get his stuff so, if this okay. had happened to Kylie Jenner. You want to talk about cancel culture? I think I've only seen one person be canceled properly. Speak on it. In my whole life. Who now are that I'm talking about? about uh, Chris Benoit. If I'm, don't nobody know about Chris Benoit. I don't. Who is this? So Chris Benoit is a professional wrestler. You stay talking about UFC and stuff so, like that. I don't know, I know. Any of these people. So okay. uh, professional wrestling. That's fake wrestling, like WWE. Mm-hmm. Chris Benoit was. Uh, I mean, he was a heavyweight champion. He was a star. He lived in Sandy Springs. What years are we like? Are we talking? 2003, 2004, okay. 2005, something like that. Or 2006. Okay. And he, so like if you look him up, a lot of his fights have been taken off YouTube. Mm. Um, WWE like completely separated him from their entire history. 
So the only way like you can really get his fights are on DVD if you got them before a certain time or I don't know. Like if you got WWE Network, like you can't even search his name to get his fights on demand. Like you gotta luck through and find it in the old pay per view. Mm-hmm. But he was found dead of a suicide. Ooh. And his wife and child killed. Turns out he killed his like toddler son, murdered his wife, and then hung himself in his home gym. And this is like I said, fifteen roughly roughly ballpark fifteen years ago. The WWE gave him a proper tribute, and they're like, you know, rest in peace. Everyone gave their apologies. He was such a good guy. New story breaks, and then they had another airing, and they were like, we're going to be following the case of Chris Benoit closely, whatever, whatever. Never spoke on it again. Mm. Like, never mentioned him again. And it's like, in wrestling, which I don't, I don't think a lot of people watch wrestling anymore, but think so either not like they used to no but it's like you would never never hear his name brought up and like for good reason but like cancel culture like i've been sitting here like mulling over that is the only person where it's like gone gone locked under the jail even in their death like dug a new hole built a new jail underneath that it's unfortunate though because part of cancel culture is to hurt the pocketbook of someone or hurt the I mean, obviously reputation, but if the person killed themselves, then he's not suffering from cancel culture. I mean, I think it's a good thing that sure. his stuff has been pulled and whatnot, and it's good to follow through and show where you stand. But I guess in the in the purpose of maybe that wasn't the purpose of you know trying to to harm his brand or anything like that, but just to stand yeah, in solidarity I mean, and say this is wrong, and so we're going to take a stand and. Show where we stand in this in this situation. And then even from business, like you said, hurt the pockets. Well, you have merchandise. Like wrestling, True. just like every other sport, has memorabilia. If all of that's pulled, now you're not making money. Your estate, you know, whatever you had can go to your family. But we're not giving you another penny. And we're not giving your family another penny because we don't support what you did. And that's... Okay. True, true. That's fair. But that is the only person I can really think and rack my head behind that they got entirely the hell out of here. Well, okay. So with cancel culture, do you also believe in uh, redemption after being canceled? Because I believe, I believe, I believe in, well, it depends. Okay. Part of it is it depends on what you're. Walk me through it. Yeah. Part of it depends on what you're being canceled for. Obviously, there's some things that. Like, R. Kelly, I don't know that he needs to have a comeback where we're just like, yeah, you know, we forgive you. Um, because some things are so heinous that you you don't need to be given a platform or be given the opportunity to exist in the same space that you existed before. Um, but people who have lighter offenses, because these days people are trying to cancel people over everything. So even, okay, let's take uh, TikTok stars or YouTube stars, you know, wiling out and using the N-word on camera like idiots. Sure. Whether it's for shock value, whether it just slipped out their mouth because they're used to saying it when the camera's not on and they just got too comfortable and forgot that, oh, snap, I'm on Instagram Live or something. I've seen so many videos where that stuff happens. Um, 
and how comfortable people are letting the inverse come out their mouth. Well, get comfortable doing the right thing and go learn how to live your life. <laughs> but, but, but my you point won't is, get is, my attention but again. But my point is, okay, so if someone gets canceled for something and then years down the line, I believe in redemption for things if you see that the no. person... Hold on, hold on. Let me finish no. what I'm saying. I believe in redemption I see where you're going. if you see that there is change in a person's life and that a person is actively trying to be better. But this, because I say that because you look at people, like you take Trump and Biden. No, hold on. So what are you saying? Did you see the video where just, uh, Justin Bieber harmonized the word nigger? No. See, and this was like... Never harmony. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did it sound good though? He was like, nigger, nigger, nigger. With the ER? Yes, fool. Did yeah, it sound good beeps. though? No. See if it How sounded good, then some people. Good. No, I'm saying you like sick. If, you sick. If he was on no. key though, then people might have been like, "Oh, but he sounded yeah, good." So forgive him. He was on key, but he's sick. <laughs> when was this? Was this a no. long time ago? Yeah, it was like uh, when he was probably like 16, 17. Baby had just came out, mm. but it's like, like okay, I get it, but like this is what you were doing. Of course, you grow, whatever. I get it. I can't strike that up to being young. No, like, I don't I think being I, young is an excuse for being dumb. There you go. But I'm saying, but people can grow and change. But not because of not because look 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 look. Not I'm not maybe. I and I understand that, and he's apologized. But what you do behind closed doors, like man, I can forgive you, but I can't forget, and I can't no, just give you. You should look, never forget. I gave you the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving it to you twice. Right. No, you should never forget. You already took a shit on me, so why would I let you do it again? Absolutely. I can let you do you. I cannot hold on to my anger. I can let my anger go, but I'm not letting you back in. Does that make sense? I'm perfectly happy with you on the sidelines. Why does everybody need to come to the party twice? I already <laughs> had to kick you out once. <laughs> no, make that make sense. But that's my thing. So no, okay, so I don't no. I don't know where I I didn't know this story, no, but, but I'm saying okay, so he said he said the N-word. So, okay. I don't and even so know if he got canceled life, at that no, point. But in my personal life, I took him out of the party. Okay. I have like two Bieber songs that I like. Mm. Other than that, not really my guy. Forgive him. I don't even hold anger, but this is a story I just like bringing up with Bieber because, I don't know, I guess a lot of people don't know about this. I didn't know. But I why, would I, like that. why would I let him back into my life? Like, why would I let... So, if I was like, you know what? Again, DJ, use an example because you're in front of me. Don't mm. like you. You got to go, right? <laughs> I can find my forgiveness, find my peace. Why would I let you back in knowing that I already gave you the benefit of the doubt and you, and you shat on me? Mm. Well, I guess we're very different people when it comes to that. I'm a very forgiving person and I, I give people a million chances, but then right. once you've pissed me off, then you've got me to a point where... Sometimes, sometimes you can return from that, and sometimes you can't. But I guess, but you, they, you, they push you to a point where you want to cancel them. You want to affect their money, their livelihood, their happiness, their mental. Well, now you want you, to push that them off sounds, the ledge. That sounds vindictive, and that's what canceling is. Spiteful. I want to cancel kind of your person. existence and what your platform is. Everything that is you, block it. Get it the hell out of my face. Okay. But back to my question about no. redemption, that's where I come into issues. But when, how do you redeem from that? That's what I'm saying. You, imagine getting pushed to that level where my whole intention is to get you off this earth. Not literally, not with death. Well, that's but, something already going on in your heart. Because if a, if a person's trying to change and you are choosing to hold on to that, then that's on you. Because if that person is, if that person still, is actively man. trying to change and they... But, make, but, there's but, a difference in someone who's still crapping on you and someone who... Has repeatedly apologized, 
trying to do better in life, trying to make a change, and but you still choose be, to... I'm not saying you have to let them back and be, be cool. kikiing with That's them. That's what I'm saying. I don't have to kiki with nobody. Things can be cool. No one's asking you to kiki. But then redemption is different than forgiveness. I didn't ask you to forgive anybody. But you're asking about redemption. I'm saying I'm cool with forgiveness. Okay. So again, back to the point that I've tried to, because you, you haven't let me get I'm out my point. I'm answering your question like five I'm not times. asking a question. You literally just ask, what do you think about redemption from canceling? Yeah, that was like 10 minutes ago. I'm past that. So now, my I'm not even asking a question. I'm trying to make a statement. So what I'm saying now is, again, not a question. My issue with people in defending Trump is because people say, oh, well, you know, the whole thing with uh, Central Park Five and housing for black and brown people and things like that, that all, why do you bring stuff up from 20, 30 years ago? And if Trump had shown us that 20, 30 years later that he had changed and that he was different and that he wasn't still treating people of color the way that he was back then, then we could have a different conversation. We could actually have a conversation about whether or not I would look at him as a viable candidate, as someone who I felt comfortable running the country. But the problem is, is that someone like him hasn't changed. He hasn't changed his ways. He hasn't, you know, you can say you've denounced white supremacy before when you're pressed on it, but I need you not to denounce it only when you're pressed on it. I need you to denounce white supremacy when people aren't asking you to denounce it. I need you to take the initiative to come up and say, you know what? I just want to get thing, one thing straight. I don't want this to be associated with my name, whether or not you do or not. Mm -hmm. So these people who are out here doing stuff in my name and saying, we're on standby, we're ready. I don't want any part of that. I get that mm -hmm. I can't control what people do. But what I wanted to let everybody know is that as your president, I do not condone any of these actions. I don't condone violence from anyone, whether it's the left, the right, the middle, the top, sure. the bottom, the green, the blue, the left, the right. Like, it doesn't See, matter. I get it. Mm -hmm. So that's my problem with 45 is that Damn. I have not seen actual change in him. Yes, when he's pressed and people force him to come out and condone or sorry, condemn white supremacy or a group, then yes, he says it on camera or he finds a way to say it, but then slide something else in there to make you be like, did he condemn it or did he just give them a signal? That was a dog whistle. He didn't say nothing. It's not even a dog whistle. Exactly. Dog it wasn't, whistle. That's true. It's not a dog yeah, whistle dog when everybody understands what you're saying. So that's my point. Like, There's no redemption for a person like Trump who hasn't... I wish I could have a conversation with somebody who was a Trump supporter and be like, you know what? I get where you're coming from because I, I do feel like he has tried to reach out to the black community. I do feel like he's tried to reach out to the Hispanic community. I do feel like he's tried to reach out to the Asian community and bring them in and embrace them and show them that he cares just as much about them as he does about rich white people. But I don't feel like he has made that effort. I don't feel like he has made a, an effort to unify. And of course, there's always going to be people who will come back with stats and say, look at the number of unemployment for black and brown people. Look what he's done in the four years that he's been in office. That's all trash to me. Yeah, I'm sorry, because... I, there's a lot I won't get I'll let you talk but there's a lot of reasons that that is trash to me but I'm sorry but that's just not a conversation that I'm going to have with someone who's supporting him and you know singing his high praises because that man continually shows us who he is and how he feels and yet there's still people that will bend over backwards do all sorts of rhythmic gymnastic flips and turn themselves into pretzels to defend this man and say oh well 
he misspoke or he didn't mean that or he's not racist. He had Omarosa up in there working for him. He couldn't possibly be racist if he had a black person in his administration. So, so what you're saying about how he showed us who he is, during his 2016 campaign, he was running around on stage and he told a poem or a little allegory called The Snake. And I'm going to look it up so I can get it a little bit more right than I would if I just read it off the top of my head. But he's as an anti-immigration poem. And an anti-immigration poem? Uh-huh. And roughly what it's talking about is this lady, she's walking across a river and she grabs a snake. And she's taking the snake, she's walking with it, whatever, whatever. And the snake bites her. And she's like, you know, why would you bite me? I just saved you. Mm. Are you crazy? And then the snake says, oh, shut up, silly woman. And says, you knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. And then says, take me in, take me in for heaven's sakes, take me in, oh, tender woman. And then Trump would turn around and say, well, that snake is the immigrants. We knew we knew they were going to bite us. We knew they were going to kill us. But yet we still take them in. We still take them in. And then, like, if you look at Trump, dude, I'm telling you, I do not... Uh, y'all know how I feel about him. But he shows us who he is every day. So me, I'm very grateful for this debate, whatever you want to call it. Because he showed us his truest of true colors. Just like in this poem talking about the snake. What? He said off the rip who he was finna be. Yep. During all of 2016, during that whole campaign trail. Sure did. Did he or did he not? And, and, Absolutely. And so if you, if, if you look at it through that context... Plus, you know how egotistical he is. Oh, well, I can talk about myself while I'm saying I'm talking about someone else. Yeah, he's getting all of his rocks off right now. So, okay, now if you look at the, through that context, America is the lady. We're taking Trump in. Well, why are we surprised that Trump's killing us? L- literally, we should all have egg on our face. A, for letting this happen. But then, like, why, why are we mad? We knew he was finna kill us. Like, we knew this, and yet everyone was like, oh, he's not going to win. You know, it's just funny right now. Nope. It, it really happened, right? That, that's why your face looks like that right now. No one's surprised. <laughs> like, so to that point. And then I was reading earlier this week, and I caught this really cool line, and it said um, about the Obama administration and conflict he was getting and how people viewed him. And they were like, this isn't a new age of racism. This isn't anything complicated. It's nothing bigger than what we see it as in this moment. It is the dying embers of white supremacy that this country was founded on. Mm. And then so I sat and chewed on that for a while. And I was like, well, obviously, we should all know that this country was built off of racism. If you didn't know that. Like, come have a conversation with me. We, we are all aware of that. People know. People are just still trying to deny it. Like, um, but Moving I mean, on past that trash. We're going to get to denying. Yeah. So if you, if you can look at it as, well, okay, I'm trying to figure out Trump's demographic. I'm trying to figure out people that support Trump. <laughs> and it's like, to, to really say it in your face that, like, I still fool with Trump after all of this. You're sick. Like, like you are ill in the head. That's how I see it. Mm. Like, you have hate in your heart. You have to be uneducated on certain topics or ignorant. 
not ignorant to the point that you're dumb, but ignorant to the point I'm choosing not to be educated. But what about the fact that he's pro-life and the fact that he no, 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 no. But that, that's, has helped the economy no, so much no, 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 in his three and a half years? But I'm saying that you are choosing to be uneducated. If you, And then you want to say, you know, I want to make America great. Well, America is built off of being a safe haven. How are you... How am I able to go and get a passport, get a visa, and claim asylum from a demagogue, right? From an interloper and an insurgent in this American democracy, I can go claim asylum because I feel unsafe and unfit and under attack in my country, the land of the free, right? By by the, the leader of the free nation because he's coming after people like me. And I can evacuate to another country and get citizenship because I'm in fear of my life. Hmm. But this is supposed to be where people come to feel safe. Right. So, like, I don't understand how this is making America great. And then there's a lot of people that argue that America, the economy, I mean, pre-COVID, because obviously a lot has happened since COVID. But there's a lot of people who argue that pre-COVID, that the economy is in a wonderful place, better than it's ever been in a really long time, that the unemployment rate of black people is much lower than it has been in a long time. Um, well, I was going to try to say something about be, you know, being anti-abortion and pro-life, but my question is in the three and a half years that Trump has been in office, what have they done to stop abortion? So I don't really what know about that argument. Stop ab- abortion? Yeah. So, well, cause I, people will use that as their one, one issue thing to vote for him and say, well, he's against abortions. And I'm like, yeah. He's been there for almost four years, and what has he done to actively deal with that? So, so when he first got into office, he defunded Planned Parenthood. Okay. So just to that notion, right? Like maybe maybe people are just real thick in their head, but defunding Planned Parenthood didn't eliminate Planned Parenthood from the face of the earth. Does that make sense? Like you can still go to Wait, you can defund something and it doesn't disappear. Right. So when people say defund the police, that doesn't mean that the police would disappear if you defunded and put money elsewhere. Right. But you can defund the abortion clinic. I can still drive somebody to abortion clinic. We can get an abortion. No, but it was defunded, so that couldn't be possible. Because when you Correct. defund something, it it completely disappears. disappears off the face of the earth. Absolutely. It gets snapped by Thanos. Yeah, it's just gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanos. So, <laughs> I, I don't know what defunding means, but I guess that's how they see it. Hmm. Okay. So, no, Trump defunded uh, Planned Parenthood. He's making um, the chick, I, I don't know her name off the top, but the I think it's Barrett. Her last name's Barrett. She's filling Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat, oh, mm-hmm. and she has openly voted against Roe v. Wade in the past. Roe v. Wade is the abortion amendment in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So, and with uh, Barrett on the bench, it'll be a 6-3 split to Republicans, conservatives, however you want to phrase it, in the Supreme Court. You have a 6-3 split, you can kind of do whatever you want to the Constitution right now. So, and... He denied saying that Roe v. Wade is um, on the docket to go to the Supreme Court. <laughs> I don't know like how many people saw that or cared about that, but he's very openly said he wants to get rid of abortions in America. So, so what? 
and again, maybe you don't have any solutions to this, but for those who say, okay, well, if you don't want to get rid of, you don't want to let the, the government decide whether or not abortions are legal or not, then how do you minimize the amount of abortions or make it so that people don't want to have abortions? Make birth control accessible, affordable, make education sex education yeah and then like adoption education adoption education adoption is a sure. big thing i think if harder penalties on rape mm. but the problem is is that we have a culture that doesn't believe rape victims majority of the time i think it's like 70 something percent of rape victims never even yeah. come out because they're afraid that they're not going to be believed and yeah. Not to call anybody out because it was never proven, you know, either way, allegedly sure. Kavanaugh. But we saw what happened no. to the woman who came out against Judge Kavanaugh. Yeah. So why would anybody want to come out in a culture where Look, you're dude, not going to be believed? I don't know. Like, what's... Especially if you're a woman. Especially if you're a black woman. Who's going to believe a black woman? It's not even that. I mean, oh, it is who, that. Who has the nuts to fight against a white man and say he raped me? And then who's and then to think this? You know, the way America looks at sex. Well, why would he want to rape you? Like, like it's automatically like super defensive. Like, sure. What did you do? What's this? What? I'm a victim. Victim shaming in America is so real. Like, oh yeah. But you should have worn something different. You shouldn't have. Been so provocative, you shouldn't. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, if you're a woman, about consent would be sick. But if you if you have this proper education on the front end, if you are a parent, mm. uh, like yo, you have a kid, talk to your kid about sex so it's not weird. Absolutely. Why is my joint hard right now? Like, why why are these things happening? Why am I looking at women in this light? Oh, why am I having these thoughts? Okay, well now, mommy and daddy are gonna talk to you. I agree. I don't know that we. Depending like, on how old they are, need to go that deep into no, it. But, but you know, don't yeah. make it weird. Absolutely, Sex shouldn't be absolutely. Weird because at the end of the day, shouldn't human, be taboo. No, and we're we're animals. Like we are kings of the animal kingdom. God created this earth for us to rule over, but we are still creations of this earth. We're not in our heavenly bodies, so I have to realize I'm a creature of this earth. I abide by the rules of this earth because my body's of this earth. So, sex is sex. Period. Like, super period. Like, don't make it deeper than it is, because we already do that every day. Yeah. All right. I mean, and then you also, I mean, those that say, well, Planned Parenthood needs to be abolished because it was a racist organization that has been planted in mostly low-income black yeah. and brown neighborhoods to get rid of black babies, black and brown babies. Then abolish the police. Like, if we're abolishing things because they're based off of racist backgrounds, abolish the police. But there's good people that work in the police department, as mm. I'm sure there's good people that probably work at a Planned Parenthood. But what I'm saying Parenthood is and don't. the basis of the police, the police did not exist to the extent of incarcerating people until after the 13th Amendment was passed when the slaves were freed. Because mm -hmm. slaves were freed under the notion that they would never be enslaved again unless they were incarcerated. But, and you... Oh, I've watched thirteenth. It's not even that. Like, it's so much deeper than that. Like, like the police was a protective 
community service. For slave owners. Correct. And it's like, slave ran away, now you're going in trouble. Um, black person walking down the street, arrested, you know, you could serve a year. Like, you, you could do whatever you want. They would create menial, stupid crimes, like a misdemeanor now, is literally just a penal code to get you back in jail. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole criminal justice system, if you just want to go off things that are created under racial notions, throw this whole country away. <laughs> Like, I don't know where you're trying to take this, but we can throw a lot of stuff away today. Uh, we don't have enough trash bags or a garbage can large no, enough. No, but does that even matter? Hmm. Throw it in the ocean. That's what they do here anyway. I'm done with you today. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, have you heard the statistics about how, or the, I guess, about how Planned Parenthood was started by... People who were racist and that wanted to get rid of black babies. No, that's news to me. Okay. I'll have to look. I mean, I'm not going to do it right now, but I've heard that as an argument a lot. That That's why more black people should be against Planned Parenthood and those things because of the fact that it was created and put in black neighborhoods and low-income neighborhoods to get rid of the black community through ways of getting rid of their offspring. <clears throat> I don't know. But yeah, all that is interesting with the 13th Amendment and all of that. People, just like they will fight for their lives to defend 45, will also fight for their lives to defend the justice system in the way that it works now um, and try to pretend like it doesn't function and act in the racist ways that it does, that it hasn't been a suppressive system. Um, <laughs> something I was talking to you about on the phone earlier Oh, you had to get your water bottle. Yeah. Is that okay? No, no, no. Can I be I th- hydrated? Yeah. I thought you were getting ready to walk away or something. Like you needed a second. So yeah. Um, sometimes I was talking to nothing. I just didn't know what you, you said. Hold up. So I was like, okay, maybe he needs a second. I just said, uh, okay. Uh, okay. So when I was talking to you earlier on the phone, uh-huh. something that I brought up was like, <clears throat> I don't know that I have any black friends and maybe I do, but the ones that I talk to on a regular basis, I don't have any black friends who haven't had encounters with the police that have been hella positive. Well, no, no, no. There, we all have tons of positive experiences with the police when we get stopped. Oh, but I'm saying, but we also friends. no, no, no. I'm saying black friends. About? All right, let me. So I have black friends who we all have wonderful positive experience with plenty of police. But I also don't know any of my black friends who haven't had negative experiences with the police. And I'm not oh, talking about yeah. negative where you're doing something wrong and so yeah. the police is searching your car for drugs because you open the window and they smell weed or they see alcohol. I'm talking, because obviously that's justified. I'm talking about Just you got rip. pulled over for a taillight that's out or your blinker or something, you know, a routine traffic stop. And now you're on the ground. You were pulled out of your car at gunpoint, handcuffed, car searched, drug dogs, all of that stuff. And my question, or uh, I guess curiosity is, I'm kind of curious to ask my white friends if they have had the same type of interactions, because none of them have ever vocally told me about any negative experience. And again, I'm not talking about people who are in the car doing stuff that they're not supposed to. You're drinking, you're smoking, doing drugs, whatever. That's a whole different story of... You know, if police use 
sure. excessive amounts of force or whatever. I'm talking about you're just driving down the road, you get stopped, and next thing you know, you're in handcuffs, right. you're at gunpoint, your car's being searched, you haven't done anything wrong. I, I'm sure that there are white people that this happens to, but I would like to hear more stories from them because I just, I've said this on one of my DADJ videos, but I'm like, I don't know that I have any white friends that yeah. have experienced this. And if I do have some, I would love for them to share with me so that I could feel like I'm not in this alone, like that it's only a black thing because people always say that, that it's not racially motivated with the police and stuff. But I'm like, if it's not racially motivated, then when is this happening to my white friends? I know it happens to my black friends, my Hispanic friends. It's happened to my Asian friends, my Indian friends. But I, I have never had a white person come to me and be like, D, I got stopped by the cops today. And you'll never guess what they, happened. The, right? Yeah, I, you know, they asked for my license and registration. And next thing I knew, they were coming back and they were pulling me out of my car at gunpoint. Or they were calling yeah. me a backup because they thought I had drugs in the car and they were yeah. searching my car. Like, I just don't know of stories yeah. like that. And again, I'm not saying that there aren't. If you hear this, please hit me up and let me know because I genuinely want to hear your story and know about your experience because I've heard plenty from black people, brown people, Hispanic, Asian, Indian, and stuff like that who go through stuff like this. But I would love to hear stories from white people who are experiencing this stuff so that I can feel like, okay, maybe it's not always racially motivated. And I'm not talking about the one instance that you... Because there have been um, videos that I've seen online where I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, um, man. But there was the white guy who... That is exactly what happened. Like He had done nothing wrong and the police used beyond excessive force and they ended up killing him. Um, right. And But again, that is horrible. Sure. Police, police brutality holistically is wrong. I'm not making this an issue about race, but the police are not there to help us. They're there to hurt us and harass us. It is time for us to realize that. Yeah. My two cents. Okay, so you're just putting a blanket statement over all police. Yeah. All police. You're saying that all police are here to hurt us. And no, to- but they definitely are there to harass us. And I'll say this, nine times out of ten, it's more harassment than it is help. And I'll even add to this, there is a level of uncomfortability. And I've talked to police about this. I feel uncomfortable around you. Like, you're just sitting here. You're having lunch. I'm at the same restaurant you're at. Mm-hmm. I'll come up and talk to you. Yo, you make me uncomfortable. <laughs> why aren't you here in the community? Like, why isn't pals a thing? Why don't we have community action cops? Oh, well, you know, ah, oh, man. Oh, well, then piss off, dude. Like, I'm telling you, you want to make things better. Like I said, I don't want to play cops and robbers in real life. Mm. I want to see you when I'm not in trouble. Mm. So if I'm not seeing you unless I'm in trouble, no, I don't want to see you. I I personally would not put a blanket statement over police because sure. I, and, I, and maybe, I haven't. And maybe not. Eight not. out of eight out of 10 of my interactions with police. I'm not saying I've had 10. I'm just saying, sure. You know, if I'm going to give a percentage, 80% of my interactions with police have been positive ones. I would say 10% have been hassling or nagging just for no reason, not because of race, just because they, you know, maybe it's the end of the month quota. Like, I don't know. They got to get a certain amount of speeding tickets or whatever, Um, which I think applies to anyone, any race. But then 10% of it has also been very unpleasant, gunpoint, handcuffed, done nothing wrong to deserve any of this type of interaction. And so... 
I'm not going to blanket because of the 10% interactions that I've had. I don't think that police are out there to harm me. I believe that there are certain people in the police force who... Who are... Who I mean I mean I I, I think here's yeah the thing. okay so I think maybe that's why they went and got their badges so that they could have a reason to go out and kill black people but I don't they, think that the police force as a whole is set up that that, that way in two thousand twenty and you're rolling the dice does that make sense oh absolutely because every I time I the, get stopped I don't know who I, I don't know the man behind the badge exactly I pray every time and I'm like God please don't let this be the day that I get a dirty cop. Because, okay, so today, right? Like I said, well... Again, I don't know if any of my white friends have to pray that prayer when they get stopped by the police. Exactly. Because when white people get stopped, I've been told by my white friends before, I won't say their names on here, but I've been literally told, like, they came to me and were like, DJ, when I get stopped by the police, my first feelings are, please don't let me get a ticket. Yeah. When I get stopped by the police, not, not doing anything wrong, not speeding nothing, but when I see a police, my first thing is... Yep. Lord, please don't let this be the day that I get stopped by a crooked cop. Lord, please don't yeah. let me make a, a move that is going to make this police officer feel uncomfortable. No. Lord, please don't let my registration or anything be buried too far in my glove compartment that they feel like I'm digging for something. Right. Because I'll tell them, look, my hands are on, sir, I need to reach for my wallet. My wallet is in the center console. I'm going with my left hand to the center console. I need you to watch it because I don't feel comfortable. I'm not doing anything unless you know. And it's like, but why do I have to do all that? Well, we know why you have to do I know, that. but but that's the thing. And I, I don't tell them, I don't know who you are. I know the climate of this country. And I will talk through every thought I have with you right now. I just need you to watch my hands like I'm watching your hands. You don't think that makes them more on high alert with you telling them that you don't trust them and that you don't know? Fuck who... no. They don't trust me. <laughs> Next? Like, what? But, okay, so. I feel like you might be adding more to the. the... Why, though? That's what I'm saying. How can because we make it we, more comfortable? Well, I get you, but, but I'm saying, but I'm saying. we are we are raised but, and conditioned that we have to act a certain yes, way. To we are not, raised and conditioned a certain way. To not elevate, Correct. escalate the situation. Correct. But they don't de-escalate it. They come to the car, hey, I see you're anxious. Why are you anxious? I'm uncomfortable and I'm scared for my life because you are here. Can you help me? Sir, I can't do anything about that, but I need you to do these things for me. Well... What do you want me to do? Because hmm. I'm already trying to do everything I can to abide by your rules, but I already know that is not, that's not proven to let me leave with my life. Hmm. And like I was finna say, like, I got an offender bender today. I sent you my location. I didn't know if they were finna take my car. I didn't know if they were about to arrest me. I didn't know right. what was about to go down. I'm out here pacing. Nothing happens. He just gives me a little report and he's like, don't worry about it. You don't need a ticket. Never had an interaction like that before. Never. What did he say to you, though? He was like, yeah, you're about to have a bad day. Don't worry about it. I don't like giving people tickets when they have an accident unless someone's injured. Like, enjoy the rest of your day. See? And he's part of the police department, so but we don't want to blanket thing. the whole police department. And that's department. what I'm saying. It's not a blanket, but like you're playing Russian roulette. You don't know who's getting dispatched to you. Sure. I got the coolest cop today, right? Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you this. He came over. He was in his SUV. And the little pickup truck came around. My thought, fuck, there's two cops on me. I just hit this little white dude. They see me. Here we go. Like, this is it. They're about to let him go. And I'm going to be sitting in this parking lot for the next hour or two. Doing God knows what because I don't know what's going on. But that's not how it shook out today. To me, that's a dub. That's a huge today, win. Yeah. But 
like you said, my white friends don't have those thoughts. I know my white friends, they get pulled over, they'll start kikiing with the cop. <laughs> so, I mean, it is what it is. Or, like, I know dudes that got a fake cry down. Wait, <laughs> yeah. say that again? You said dudes that have a fake cry? <laughs> yeah. Like, I can bust out a fake cry, get out of this ticket. Oh, okay. So, some, some, some fragility tears to... Okay. But when I'm crying real tears because I'm scared, are you on drugs, sir? Mm. No, fool, I'm scared. Mm. But that's life. That is our but, life. But speaking about cops, cops' interactions with white people, um, you had sent me the video of the little chick that got tased. <laughs> oh, at the at the football game? The, COVID mask. the mom? Yeah. That <laughs> You know what upset me about that? Because I don't ever feel like you need to tase people. But the thing is, is that... You had to let that one rip. No, but the thing... (laughs) The thing that bothered me about that video was the insensitivity of people in the comments that were commenting like... I hadn't even posted. I saw someone else who posted it. It happened to be a white lady who posted it. And she was just saying like, you know... We shouldn't be flip flopping when it when it's a, a a black person who's being arrested or having an interaction with the cop and the cop is white and they do this, you know, we justify it. But when it's a black cop and a white person, then all of a sudden we need to know more about the police officer and if it's an actual police officer. Correct. Um, and so that made me fresh. Not what she said, but in her comments, I saw people saying, "Oh, well, it was an excessive use of force, and he should have never tased her." And you know, but you should never shoot. But no, but, she didn't shoot anybody. But she I'm just, saying no, you can justify shooting, but right, you can't. Right. That was what had me so hot and upset because people in the comments were like, somebody had to come and say, "You do realize that this woman." had been asked multiple times to put on a mask and she refused to. And after being asked to put on a mask, she was told that you will be escorted out of this stadium if you do not put a mask on. So he had given her multiple warnings, Correct. given her an ultimatum to say, look, this is your last warning. If you do not do this, we are going to escort you out. So she's not complying with his request. And then after he tries to escort her out, then she's still fighting, so she's still not complying. So then he tased her. Again, do I like excessive use of force? No. But what upsets me is when people have the audacity, the same people that I saw in the comments that were talking about, oh, well, if that, they didn't say black, but oh, if he had just complied, you know, yeah. the police would have never shot him. Or oh, if she were just, you know, listening but to the cops and the same energy. She and that's exactly complied. what I came back and said. I said, please make sure that even when the rail, when the race rolls are re- reversed, that you have the same energy. Don't come here and be all soft for, you know, uh, Susan because okay. she's getting tased. But when Daquan is getting shot, you know, all of a sudden you have a different kind of energy and you're saying he should have complied. He should have done this. He should have done that. And then yeah. everything would have gone different. But little Susan, oh, poor her. She got tased. <laughs> we don't even know. Maybe he's a mall cop. Maybe he's not even a real cop at so all. He's not a... Like he's not, if he's it security. Police on the back, yeah. he's not... I love how that's the first thing that people jump to. Is he a real police officer? Like, but then like, He's black, so he couldn't possibly be a real police officer. He's not in the type of uniform that I'm used to seeing, so he they must be a They got those militiamen running around the streets like they're the real National Guard. 
but they loved him. <laughs> you laughing, but I was heated, and I'm I could not let too, that go. I, I could not let that go because I'm just like, I really need people. These same people that talk to me about how stuff is not racially motivated are the same ones that when little 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 Jesse got got struck by that little lightning bolt, all of a sudden they're in their feelings. And saying that he was being excessive and, and hurting her. But when it's black bodies being lit, lit up with bullets or black bodies being thrown around like ragdolls, I'm saying. all of a sudden we want to say, oh, well, we need more information before we make a decision on whether it was excessive force. We need to look into this person's background to see it's if they have a record. Do you think anyone looked to see if Jesse had a record? Come I want to know, was she smoking weed in high school? Because we need to pull up all her stats. Okay. I need to know who she's been sleeping with, who her exes are, who she's been doing drugs with, who she who her drinking buddies are. Exactly. Like I need the whole rundown on Jesse before I can decide what no, nobody did that. They came to her defense and they were like, "Oh my gosh. She got tased. Like that is so excessive. He needs to be fired. He should lose his job immediately." When is a white cop throwing okay. us around like a, a rag doll? No, we need to give him a purple heart. Because he is just, oh my gosh, he is a stand-up citizen. And, you know, he that black but person could have hurt here's him. Here's the thing. This is what you got to realize. Look at what you're saying. Look at the cheering. Oh, did I tell you about this? That's what happened at work? No. All right. So, while we're on the topic of police, so, uh, I guess two things, right? And this is why I made the overarching statement about police earlier that I might backtrack. But... We are the enemy of the police. Does that make sense? Who is we? Non-whites. Okay. I'm not with you yet, but okay. I'm 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 listening. Go ahead. Okay. So I I don't I really don't know how to make that any more. Well, clear. there's people that'll say, okay, well, there's black people on the police force, so are we also the enemy of the black people on the police force? Yeah. Because they're skin part of folks a because they're skin folk, bro. you ain't lying, you ain't lying. So you're saying that it's they're part of a bigger machine or system. So regardless of what color, skin folk really ain't. Kim Come folk. on, let that sit in. <laughs> they really aren't, and they try to throw Candace Owens at us, and they try to throw like, Ben no, Ben Carst. Like, ooh, no, they man. stay trying to throw them at us, no, and they're not. Man. Just because you look like me does not mean that you think, act, and care about me. Ex- and but that's abundantly clear. Think about it. Why, like. I'm not even going to say the black body, the non-white body. Yes. The non-white body is seen as something radical and angry in America. Mm. Again, super period. Like, that is the end of a big sentence. There is nothing after that. So then... Maybe it's hard for white people to agree with us because they've never had to experience it. They've never had a family member or a sister or a brother that has dealt with it. And so when they see, you know... Uh, Trayvon Martin or something, they're like, oh, well, you know, he probably has a a, a, a police record or something. And so sure, because I can't relate because he doesn't look sure. like me and it's not someone in my family. And, and he probably has a criminal record. So there's probably a reason that that happened to him. But we see this happening to our people all the time. Sure. Every... Um, and to an extent, it's happened to us because both of us have personal experiences. Every, just about every black person I know has a story of their own to tell, let alone stories in their family. So it's not like, I don't know, I know there's no questions to ask, right? Mm-hmm. But what I will say is, like you said, Trayvon Martin, they know, well, uh, I'm not familiar with this. And, you know, 
police only do things if there's suspicion, if there's this, whatever, whatever. Got it. So you're just not well-versed in like how things really go down. Sure. But why are you not well-versed? Oh, because clearly we're the enemy. Like you said, if it only happens to us, right? Mm-hmm. Why does it only happen to us? I have to be the enemy then. Does that make sense? But but then you bring in this the people that want to bring in the statistics of how violent black people are, which then leads you to believe, are you saying that black people are inherently evil and just violent? I'm not saying that. I'm no, saying, I know you aren't. I'm but saying, I'm saying that's the way it's perpetrated. But why is it perpetrated that way? It's perpetrated that way mm-hmm. as given evidence to let this system continue. Does that make sense? Absolutely. If you can make me look more violent than I already am, then you will have no hesitation putting me in the ground. It's back to that thing about how much you are worth to someone. You are worth more in jail to me than you are out of jail. So let me find a way to get you in jail because that's that's money. The whole if you've seen 13th, you know what I'm talking I about. Know. It's money. It's a it's a financial game. I would say it's even more than that. Like what else is it outside of money? If okay, now check this. I we can go really deep on this topic. Look, if I can keep you man How many black owned businesses do you see on Fortune 500? <laughs> 30 under 30. It's like we're going but, it was but, back, but, to, back but, to our last week's conversation about black directors. But, uh, but Practically this, non-existent. But this is what I'm saying. No, this is what I'm saying. Just follow me. Follow okay. me. All right. 30 under 30, mm-hmm. right? How many black people do you see there? Few, far between, mm-hmm. right? Like you said about black content creators, few and far between get to that real big heavy bag. Sure. Why? Because... You are seen in America only to be available in so many platforms. I am right here. This is who I am. You can be an athlete. You can be a rapper. You can be a dancer. You can be... um, And you know what? I fool with scandal because they had uh, my girl in a little political arena. You know? And like Obama... I will say this. No. Obama made it so... Oh, well, you could be the next president. You could do this. No. Like, he did it. Like, you can tangibly see with your eyes. You could actually go do things. Mm -hmm. That's why Obama was so big. Mm-hmm. But that has to scare the shit out of white people. I have a dream, but I'm realizing I can actually go do it. And this isn't a dream just meant for you. Mm. Does that make sense? Okay. So like when I was little, I remember I was in like third grade, you know, whatever. You have to draw on the paper with the crayon. Oh, this is what I want to do when I grow up. I want to be an astronaut. I could really be an astronaut if I wanted to be an astronaut, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that is something I can do. Obviously, it's not what I want to do anymore, but I'm realizing as I'm older, the only thing that stopped me from being an astronaut is myself. Mm, okay. However, look at the way life is set up. Like, if I'm like, oh, well, I want to be an astronaut, well, I need to get into better schooling. Well, better schooling is hard to get into without money. How do you get money? Work. How do you get money? Like... But that's long money. Like, do you understand that? Like, how do you Absolutely. get to get a solid career money? Like, I have to build my career now. Build my shit from the ground up. So that way I cannot have debt. I can have my build money. generational get, wealth. But you, how do you build, like, non-white generational wealth? You have to do so much. Have you ever heard... <laughs> you like? Have you ever heard, or has anyone ever told you... Um. Okay, so in high school, before I graduated, I was in J-R- JROTC. Okay. 
Um, that sucks. No, I loved it. It was fun? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I was on drill team. I was a nah. marksman shooter. Yes. I don't know. I was talking shit. I was, starting, I was throwing food at them during lunch. Wow. See, <laughs> we wouldn't have been friends, clearly, in school. No, I, I loved it. I was on drill team. I also loved doing the, the rifle shooting and stuff. Like, had so much fun. And some of my best friends in high school were also part of JROTC. But anyways... One of the um, one of the instructors, major, um, she was she was a black woman, and then the other person, the sergeant, well, there were two at different times, but they were both mm-hmm. white men. Um, she was the highest ranking uh, at all times while I was there, and right before I graduated as a senior, I remember her. I don't remember why I was I was there. I don't know if I was like. Staying after for, I don't know, for something, for sure. something after school, um, whether it was to help clean up or something like that. But we were having like a, a come to Jesus, like real talk. And she looked me in my eye and she was like, Wells, because you go by your last name. Sure. And so she was like, Wells, I need you to know something. She was like, something that you need to know is that you're going to have to work twice as hard to okay. get half as far in this life. Yeah. And as a senior in high school, I didn't fully understand what she meant, but as I've gotten older and I have, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I've had a hard life and struggled because obviously I've had privilege in where I grew up in um, the neighborhood that I grew up in, the schools that I went to and things like that. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I had a difficult life. Um, But even in the privilege that I sit in, I still completely understand what she says when I look at some of my other friends, when she said to me, Wells, you're going to have to work twice as hard to get half as far in life. And back then it didn't mean much to me and it didn't resonate much because I was just like, okay, like, yeah, I'll have to study, you know, I'll have to try hard. But I didn't get what she was really, really saying. And the fact that she was, like I said, she was over in ranking over these two white men um, in the military. And it makes so much more sense now of even... Even when you're in privilege, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still a black man at the end of the day. Yep. So even in my privilege, even in the after the the life and that that I have been afforded because of my parents and the hard work that they did, I still have had to work harder than some of my friends to get where I am in life. And not to say all, because I'm sure that there are some that have had to work harder than me. But I'm just saying, in general, as a black man in America, I I. I and I wonder, have you heard that same sentence? Has anyone ever said that to you, that you will have to yeah. hustle twice as hard to make it half as far in life? Or, you yeah, know, you have to, you got to take 10 steps forward and twice as good, twice as smart to get half as much. Mm. But that's what my dad told me. So my dad, he would have these conversations with me probably when I was like, when I was like seven. Like I, I had to learn quick. Mm. But, um, and then he always told me, he was like, you know, you My parents to told me stuff too, but I wasn't listening to them because I wasn't trying to hear them back then. But yeah, you gotta listen. You know, I know. I wish I could go back and listen some more. Uh, I mean, I don't know. As I'm getting older, I'm remembering, which mm-hmm. is really cool. So it's like I'm having that lecture, but I'm looking able to look at it through a different lens, or mm-hmm. maybe it's just maturation, you know. But my dad, he would always say like, you have to wear different hats. So, mm. and I didn't understand that until probably this year, maybe last year. But it's like, you know, sometimes you have to, you have to be yourself, but you can't do certain things 
at school that you can do at home and you can't do certain things at church that you would do out with your friends and this and that. But it's like, I get that, Dad. But now I'm realizing, like, I have to... Assimilation? No, no, because I don't want to assimilate. And that's something I don't ever want to do. I don't ever want to teach. I don't ever want to be a preacher for. But being able to code switch, um, being able to walk in different groups, but, you know, hey... Isn't code switch just a nice way of saying assimilating? No, because assimilating is saying, hey, I'm I'm disowning my culture and my values to mesh into yours. Does that make sense? Mm. Code switching is, well, like, hey, my name's Philip. This is what I got going on. Boom, I'm about to go to work. But, you know, I can talk to you later. We can, you know, we can get a beer. We can talk. We can have a meeting. We can do something. But I would love to link up with you again. And then I can turn around and be like, yeah, that dude's fucking crazy. I don't want to talk to him, but I just gave him a really empty invite. If he hits me, he hits me. If not, don't worry about it. <laughs> but <laughs> they don't it, sound like code switching. That sounds like two-faced. But, but that's what it is. I'm able to talk. No, I know. I, I can talk. It. I can convey my point in a way that resonates with you. Sure. And you know it's an empty invite. You see, I don't care. But I can say it with, you know, the, the, the language that, again, resonates with you. Yeah. But without giving up who you are, does that make sense? The only the only way to survive in this world is as a black so person is to learn how to is to know how to code switch. So Absolutely. code switching is using your white voice, or yeah, for lack of better words. Mm, yeah, I don't like calling it a white voice, but you see what I'm saying. I mean, but there's mm, there, but okay, yeah. but there's some people, or your customer service voice. Okay, do you see what I'm saying? Customer service voice, sure. Like. You get it. I, I get it. You I just don't. I just don't like calling it a white or a black voice because no, I don't want to perpetuate the stereotype that if you speak that. a certain no, way, no, then no, 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 ghetto no. and black, and no, if no, you no, speak no. a certain this way, this is how I you're... talk around white people. You don't get to see me when I'm happy. Hmm. What? I know what words I like to use, and I keep an SAT word in my pocket. <laughs> I know that about me. That doesn't mean I'm black or I'm white. It just means I like words. An SAT word in my pocket. I do, but. I know. Well, if I code talk, switching is a very real thing, I, absolutely. But I know if I talk a certain way around my white friends, and I've had to tell them, "Why do you think I get quiet?" Like I, I want to say this, but I don't need you looking at me at that light. I don't need to know what questions, or I don't even need to think about what thoughts you could be having because I've never seen you act like this. So I'm about to play spades on my phone. I'm playing a game of dominoes real quick. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. You feeling good? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> this fool. Oh, you're a mess and I love it. All right. Well, I guess for now we'll uh we'll leave it at that and it'll be to be continued until some other craziness comes up next week that we'll have to talk about. To be continued. So mm-hmm. As always, I don't know if I can say as always for the second episode, but thank you for tuning in again. If you've made it all the way to the end, thank you for listening. Thank you. Yes. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, the first one ever, please go listen to that one and uh, continue to support us. Or if you don't want to support us, that's fine. There's that too. You could hate us. you stayed this long for me to hear you say it's fine, so I already know you're supporting, so thanks for supporting. Uh Uh-huh. Closeted supporters. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I tricked them. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, y'all. Good night.
Why are you always saying good night? Because I'm saying goodbye. It's but the end of the day. Know, but how you know that it's the end of their day? It's not the end of their day, but this is the last time you're going to hear from me. So the first time I see you, I want to say good morning. Last time you hear from me, I'm but saying good night. But what if they're in the middle of the day? Well, good night. They're not going to hear from me again. Yo, until... <laughs> whatever time it is, good, good that night. time. <laughs> I haven't said I can't stand you once this time. 